Welcome to Fireside, a Sitecore community discussion, your source for discussions on not only the latest and greatest from Sitecore, but also helpful tips and tricks. Today's podcast, we are going to talk a little bit more about Sitecore search solutions. I'm your host, Josh Hover, and Sitecore MVP. And joining me today, I have Pete Navarra, who's a fellow MVP and VP of DXP Solutions for Search Decks. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Good. Thanks for joining the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. We also have joining us Chet Potvin, who's a solutions architect at Merkle. Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Welcome back to the again? show. Again? Wait. Okay, I'm going to have to do another one of these then. That's right. <laughs> we'll have to bring you back in, Pete. So today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of Sitecore search solutions. Um, not necessarily what is offered by Sitecore specifically, but other solutions as well. Um, and I think maybe it'd be really good to talk a little bit more first as we jump into this about what is out of the box with Sitecore, maybe XP, and talk a little bit about solar and some of the challenges of why you might look at other search solutions. Yeah, so um, so search is near and dear to my heart. Um, it's one of the one of the reasons why I fell in love with the uh, with the Sitecore platform. Oddly enough, um, I came out of a I came out of a world where um, you know I was working in healthcare and we were doing a lot of database work. Um, trying to get information out of a database is never fast um, and never super useful, I guess you should say. And um, you know Sitecore introduced this thing called Search, which was uh, which was mind blowing to me and um, you know, really, Sitecore uses it for a very specific purpose. There's, um, you know, it's for surfacing content to the to the content author um, in a meaningful way. Um, it's not, in my opinion, it's not necessarily designed for uh, for end users to be able to to get content um, using keyword search and faceting and things like that. So, um, I think that's one of the things that, um, as a Sitecore developer over the years, you know, we've tried to make search work. Um, using the APIs provided by Sitecore, um, but they just they just don't quite have enough features um, to be able to give you know a full featured search um, experience in the traditional XP platform. I know that um, you know when people are trying to do things like boost search results, when they're using native Solar, it, it definitely adds a lot of complexity as well as time for that implementation. Yeah, I mean, you, when you look at your development team for for a Sitecore project, you've got, you know, traditionally just a bunch of .NET developers, and Search had two options in the past, right? You had Solar um, as a search provider, the default search provider. You had Least Lucene way back in the day, um, and then you had Azure Cognitive Search. Um, so those .NET developers now had to get experience very quickly in one of those three platforms in order to be able to provide some semblance of a search product or a search feature. Yeah, and, and the downside around having the, the three different platforms kind of work within Sitecore, and I think when we're talking about those APIs, really talking about the Sitecore Constant Search API, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a .NET driven uh, C-sharp set of APIs. And, um, you know, when when we're talking about the fact that it could come from Solar, it could come from Azure Search, it could come from Lucene. Although Lucene has been deprecated and Azure Search has now been deprecated, um, what the result was was that in order to satisfy all three, um, Sitecore wrote this API, which was a wrapper around all three. And the the one, and you know, what they did was 
there's not a feature parity between Solar and Azure Search, and there's not a feature parity between what Lucene and Azure Search does. And so because there's not a feature parity between the core devices, they wrote an API that allows for what is parity across all three, which also then limits some of the stuff that you can do against Solar because Solar's uh, you know, native API and kind of native features are, are way more uh, advanced than, than what you can get from Azure Search. And so thus the content search API is really limiting in that, in that matter. And I, I think that part of the challenge that we have to solve for here, and this is where we can talk about how we extend search or what other solutions there are out there. But I think I'm sure you guys have encountered it in the past before as well. But clients think that all search should perform like Google and, you know, out of the box, especially solar is not going to perform like Google. There's going to be a lot of work that goes into it. But I think that's where you can insert some of these other technologies like search stacks like Caveo and Sitecore's new search where you'll be able to extend and provide a much, much more robust search. Of course, you're not going to likely compete with Google who has billions of dollars poured into their search engine. Yeah, I mean, the I, you know the 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 question is, and, and, I, and I'm glad you kind of bring that up in terms of what you know this this Google-like experience that's an expectation, right? What does that actually? What are when, when somebody says I'm looking for that Google-like experience? Like, what are they actually looking for? You know, part of search is obviously the the user experience in terms of what the search results look like, what facets are available, like how many, how what's the depth of your facets, and like. What are the other features? You got to think about like spell check and synonyms and some of the other aspects of, of search. When we think about Google as a search result, it's really just a list of results with some pagination. Um, and, and the reality is, is that like there's so much more to a search than just the UX of, of returning results and seeing facets. You, you, you have the ability as a, you know, as a marketer, I want to be able to promote content. If you've ever seen like, content at the top of a search result, right? So that may be a promoted content where, uh, you know, I, as the marketer, wants to ensure that if, if some kind of search term is, is searched on, I may I have the ability to affect my results. And a lot of that stuff happens in the background. And so with the Sitecore content search API, it is completely developer driven. And, and, and that's okay because, I mean, that was the API that we were given. Um, and but then I, th I think check can kind of go into a little bit. The challenge there is then we as developers is having to kind of build out from that functionality. Yeah, and both of you guys highlighted the the biggest challenge with implementing any type of search feature, and that is how do we how do we define requirements? Um, because a customer saying I want it to work like Google is fair, but I can't. I can't take that back to the development team and say, do this, do this, right? Um, I need this to read my mind. I need it to be magic. I need it to be a black box. Um, and um, so there's a there's a little bit of training up front to just kind of talk about different pieces of search functionality, which he just rattled off, right? So spell check, um, a suggester. Spell check is that did you mean functionality that you know if you accidentally mistype a word, then you'll either get the results from the correctly spelled word or you'll get an option to, to choose the correctly spelled word and then get your results so sometimes that's all that clients mean when they say they want it to behave like google is they just want spell check so it can be as simple as that but it's really 
uh, educating the development team, educating the, the client on like what the specific features are and what they do that make it so much easier to implement, you know, a, a really nice search um, product. And Josh, I, I got to say, I really appreciate the fact that you're having this podcast on search because it's been for many years, if, if not almost the entirety that I've been involved with CMSs across the board. It's, I would say it's the number one feature on a website that is the most ignored, most disregarded uh, as, as we as technologists go to, you know, implement websites. I think so many implementations that you go through, many people focus on a lot of the core functionality of the site, but search typically isn't really discussed or even brought up during requirements. So I think having those discussions early on is definitely beneficial to the client so that they understand what they're getting out of the box and that expectation can be set. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the products out there aside from solar uh, or how we extend solar through things like search stacks. Yeah, so I mean, there's 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 a lot of different products in the marketplace right now. Obviously, you know, search stacks is one of them. Uh, you know, may or may not be biased, but um, uh, you know, with search stacks, our products we have we really have two products, and 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 they 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 don't necessarily um, they aren't related, although they kind of are, and I'll explain why. So our first product is what our, is called our search stacks cloud product, and this is really managed solar. If you think of platform as a service, uh, you know, you have all the different kinds of infrastructure, right? So you have like infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, uh, software as a service. So our managed cloud, which is our, our managed solar um, offering is a platform as a service of providing solar to a customer um, in, in a in a native way. So one of the challenges of, of, of running Sitecore is that you have to run solar. It's not even an option. Like you have to run solar in order to run the backing indexes that Sitecore is providing. So you might have like your Sitecore master indexes, your web index. I mean, and it goes all the way down to XDB. Like that is the that is the indexing of choice indexer of choice that Sitecore has chosen. And so what that's led to is a lot of companies having to go out there and run solar on their own and Chet, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can talk with me a little bit. I bet you've had some experience running solar on your own. <laughs> yeah, I choose not to do it anymore um, because <laughs> I uh, I don't like pain. So um, yeah, it's uh, I, I I I've had to become a solar expert expert um, just because of the need to be able to understand like how solar works. Um, you know whether to run a single instance of solar versus a cluster of solar indexes, you know, what replication looks like, things like that, that I don't necessarily need to know or shouldn't need to know um, in order to be able to, to deliver a website for a client, right? So um, when, yeah. we talk, when we talk about composable Sitecore, this is one of those, this is one of those things that Sitecore developers, Sitecore partners, clients shouldn't have to worry about, right? And that's, well, you know why I I try to um, outsource that, if you will, as much as much as I can. Yeah, the 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 technology around solar, and, and obviously even even Elasticsearch, right? So if we think about the big indexers of the world, we have solar, we have Elasticsearch, uh, and obviously we have Lucene, which is the file based. Which uh, pro tip, solar and Elasticsearch all use Lucene under the covers. If, you know, I don't know if anybody knew that. 
but uh, you know, the, the challenge is, is that these are technologies, even the fact they're running on Linux servers, they're running as Java applications, they have you know, Apache in play. Uh, they, th there's, these are technologies that we as Sitecore developers who are Microsoft stack, .NET, C Sharp, What's what's a Java besides the coffee that I'm holding, right? So so it's like the, these are it's technologies that we as developers get forced into. So so that's one of our products. It makes it easier for us to to be able to manage all the operations, and then we provide the native solar uh, uh, cluster to the developer and to the customer. So how do you feel search stacks would compare to a tool like Caveo? That's another hot one out there on the market. And where would you feel like one would be more beneficial than the other? What would be the ideal client? Well, so that really gets into what our second product is. So our second product is Search Stack Studio. Yeah, blow you away, Josh. It's it's our it's our second product. So wait, there's more. There's yeah. I'm I'm you know what's what's it? never mind. I was gonna ask what his name was. Uh, the um oh that's gonna bug me now. Uh, so our second product is is Search Stack Studio, which is a SaaS based. A website search results platform. Now it runs on top of Solar, and obviously in the background we're kind of using our knowledge and learning and operational team of our cloud product to run uh, the SaaS-based version of Solar that we're using for Studio. Um, but what Studio is is it it talks to all of the things that we were just talking about, right? So developers would have to do things like set boosting and set promotions and kind of manually hard code things in, in the standard normal world of what we call do it yourself, right? What Studio does is provides a SaaS based composable API driven, API first driven uh, application where all of the indexing happens into a unified index. And then the, man the, the marketer has the ability to go through and through our uh, dashboard and through our product tool, create relevance, create the promotions, create the synonyms, create the all the different technology and tools that the developers were having to do on a hard-coded basis, the marketers now have the ability. And Chet, I see your hand. <laughs> so so I'll give you I'll give you my one-liner for for Search Studio. And um in, in my opinion, Search Studio is uh, very similar in a way to what Vercel has done for um, for web hosting. It's an opinionated framework for using Solar. Solar Solar is very similar to Sitecore in that you can configure it in a million different ways, and Search Studio provides a very specific use case for site search. And it makes it easy to do that use case, yep. um, which is a lot of what Vercel does. It makes it easy to, I don't want this to become a Vercel podcast, but um, <laughs> I, I draw a lot of comparisons there. It's just, it makes things easier. Um, and it going back to what Pete said earlier, it leverages those tools that Solar has um, that we've never been able to leverage before with the content search API. So if you've never heard of eDismax, um, Look it up. That's that's what is used for keyword searching, and it's that magic that goes on underneath the covers that um, that really makes search work yeah. the way that we would expect yeah. it to. 
Yeah, and then our studio, and then our studio products, we 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 also package up a, a set of like UX accelerators that allow you to kind of showcase how to use our APIs. But at the end of the day, it's a composable service, and when we think about UX. Uh, you know, search experiences can vary wildly based on the branding and the design of a website. Uh, and so we don't necessarily want to. Uh, while we provide the accelerators, which kind of provide a cookie cutter look, we don't want to also, you know dictate what a search you know what a search page should look like that really should be up to the ux engineers and developers to define what that looks like and then use our apis to drive the mechanism that shows it right so yeah, I, I think that customization is what clients are going to be looking for yeah and, and so you you asked josh kind of what the what you know how does how does our product compare like coveo i mean and then there's a there's a whole bunch of other products out there you, you have algolia coveo um and and the reality is is that each one of these products have a little bit of a different niche that they're maximizing on, right? And so on the Coveo side, they're they're a great uh, um, search product and they have kind of maximized on the whole machine learning and, and trying to, to to drive through like the, the uh, you know, kind of automating a lot of the high powered result indexes. And that comes with its own challenges because when you start working with machine learning, you also start kind of removing the ability for the marketers to have fully full control over how their search results get, get shown. So, so you, you start to rely on, on, on the machines. And now Golia has a lot of uh, recommendation uh, features that are uh, aside from it. What SearchStacks brings to the table is actually uh, a, a more um, economical solution for marketers to have full control without having to either pay a high price tag or get a whole lot of features that at the end of the day, they might not necessarily use. Yep, I would agree with that. Yeah, Caveo so, has, has a full you know, maturity scale um, that allows the customers to grow, kind of like kind of like personalization in, in Sitecore XP, right? Um, everybody wants it, but when they actually wanna, when they want to, to kind of grow through that scale, that maturity scale, it takes a lot longer um, and it takes a lot more of an investment to make that happen. And so um, going back to the composable idea, you know, you're you're adding what you need now um, so that you can grow later on when you when you uh, when you hit those maturity levels. I think it's great to see that tools like search stacks are already evolving into that SaaS based model so that it makes that composable change even easier as as you look to do transitions to things like XM Cloud. Yeah, you know that was really kind of the, the the incubus of 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 why the studio product even existed is is we saw that the market's moving towards a composable space. Our studio product's been out for almost two years, uh, and and so we saw that there's the shift where a you know the, the the website search was getting ignored. Um, B the the reasons why it was getting ignored was this like it was the marketers or the engineering team were saying it's too hard, it's too complex complicated or it's too expensive uh, to for us to like re-engineer and rethink our, our search our search page and so because of that it was it's interesting and I you know I'm, I'm, I'm calling back to, to my presentation that I gave the Cycler symposium and a couple of my other uh, user groups that I've done um, Harris poll which is a it's, it's a, they're a nationwide polling company that does surveys from all different types they actually did a survey on website search and they pulled 200 companies which was about 10,000 marketers um, and they asked every single one of them about their experience and their website using search. And what they found was that 
84% of those 200 companies failed to even make a move towards optimizing their website search result because they thought it was too hard or too expensive. And the result was that they lost almost 300 collectively in the US alone, they lost about $300 billion in abandonment costs because their search wasn't optimized. I wonder how many of those during the uh, infancy of their site designs didn't even have discussions on search to start driving that traffic. I, I was in the consulting space for 15 years and I saw this over and over again where, you know, the design, the very last page was an afterthought was the search page. I've been on projects where search has been up front and center. That's um, great, by the way. Where there's been a lot of, yeah, there's been a lot of UX um, and thought put around it. And that's generally because those UX teams have been exposed to um, you know, mature search tools um, that are yeah. available, right? Um, and so, but I've also been on on other projects where it's, oh, oh, hey, we forgot about search. How are we going to navigate? How are we going to navigate the site outside of just your like standard, you know, primary nav bar, right? So, um, yeah, it it varies, but regardless. Um, search on Sitecore has always been um, a difficult thing to implement. And I yes. think that's starting to change now. And I, I think, think that those are really some of the key highlights for today's podcast is one, understanding what options are out there for search beyond what's in out of the box. And two, trying to implement or have those discussions early on during your project delivery lifecycle so that, you know, if you're ideally talking about those through discovery about how a client you know, or you as a business want to to handle site search. Yeah, and you know, as we think about, you know, you're you're you kind of are asking about like composable DXP and 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 where you know where where the companies where these products need fit in like the SaaS space. Like, what what I thought was really interesting about uh, the composable world, and let's take Sitecore as an example, right? Um, Sitecore. We all know Sitecore is a monolithic platform. You know that's what what they've been over the last you know 15 years. They've been they've been a product, and what we've seen over the last I would say three to four years is this really great shift where they're they're recognizing, hey, the monolithic platform can no longer sustain a composable world, and we have to kind of um, change. And if you look back at Sitecore's history. There was a cognitive change in Sitecore when they purchased Style Labs. When Style Labs was purchased, that was their first SaaS-based product that they had actually bought. And because it was SaaS and because it was filling a need, it forced Sitecore to start thinking internally that all of our other products have to be SaaS and have to be composable. And that's where we start seeing things like X and cloud. And, you know, obviously we heard a symposium this past year, we heard about uh, Sitecore Search. We heard about three different other products, I think, right. kind of in that space. They purchased Reflection, which was a SaaS-based company. So, so because of the nature that they started purchasing these products that are SaaS, it's forcing them into this mindset that now everything must be composable. And when we think about that, they're actually... I don't know that it's forcing them, but I think that it's a strategic decision. It's it it is it is offering them uh, a guidance, right? And so they they said it uh, during symposium. I think I heard somebody say it might have been Dave that one of the things they're doing is 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 really looking towards being able to use their own APIs across their own products, but then also provide those APIs 
for third parties to, to also take an effect. So if it happens like that internally for Cycler, what you're going to see naturally, and this is kind of my own projection, right? What you're going to see naturally is as companies start to actually offer these composable set of tools, it's going to uh, maybe not force, but it's going to influence other companies to start following suit. Like you saw when Sitecore announced Sitecore Search, Adobe puts out a, a, a press release saying, hey, we're going to have Adobe Search next year. Like they're trying, they're playing catch up because they're seeing what all the different platforms are doing. So I think as 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 platforms like Sitecore convert into a very SaaS-based composable platform, you're going to see other platforms. And Search is no different. You're going to start to see Coveo catch up. You're going to see Algolia, which has already been API first in the first place. You're going to see them start to have more I mean, composability. Uh, so it, it's 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 going to be a, a, an interesting shift over the next five years, I think, to see all these companies move. It's all a change in the status quo. Yep. <laughs> so the winds of change, the winds, the winds of change have, have are upon us. <laughs> so as the winds are changing. changing. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you both joining today's show. I think that wraps up our discussion on Sitecore Search Solutions. A big shout out and special thanks to both Pete and Chet for joining today's show. Hey, thanks for having us, Josh. Yeah, good to see you guys too. Thanks for inviting me. I'm your host, Josh Hover. Thanks for joining today's podcast. Stay tuned for our future sessions.